It's uh, 3.38 and it is time for On the Rise with Calamos Investments, the CEO and president of Calamos Investments. John Kudunis is here with us in studio. Sure glad you are, John. It's quite an eventful day. I mean, you're seeing the Fed chair testify before Capitol Hill, saying we shouldn't use the word transitory anymore. That's That should be out of our vocabulary. Let me, I got lots to ask you, but first of all, what do you make of that? Well, uh, thanks for having me once again, and I really appreciate it. Good to see you. Uh, it's been a crazy day. Uh, we've seen almost a thousand point uh, change in the market from being up almost two percent in the Dow to to ending up uh, you know significantly down today. Uh, a lot of that has to do with some of what the Fed said. A lot of it has to do with uh, the Omicron uh, variant being discovered in California. But to your point, uh, let's talk about uh, the the Fed Chair Powell and. Uh, the word transitory apparently now is not uh, to be used in uh, anybody's vocabulary where up until um, just yesterday or a couple of days ago, actually, uh, he's reconfirmed what he said yesterday. That was what uh, his uh, exact word was and the administration saying it's just transitory. Now, transitory, just translate transitory for us. I mean, it's temporary. Sure. It's going to pop temporary. out and come out of it. Yes, it's temporary. In it. And um, then it went from temporary to uh, spring, summer, and now they're saying that it might even last even longer. So uh, it, it's uh, ironic that just uh, being confirmed after about a, uh, a week that the tone has uh, gone uh, almost a complete U-turn uh, in terms of uh, what the position of the Fed is. Mm-hmm. And so I think they, they really, really um, are concerned about inflation, as they should be. More on that in a moment. We will get back to inflation and prices and that kind of thing. But just just generally speaking, because you, you're a big picture guy, you, you're on Wall Street, and you made a name for yourself and successful in so many different types of markets that I think you have the kind of perspective to understand this whole thing. I mean, what, what do you what do you make of the Fed chair in general? How significant is it to all of us that President Biden said, you know what, we're going to I'd like to nominate him to re-up him to be the Fed chair again? I think it was uh, actually a great move, uh, especially with so many uncertainties in this market. To change horses in midstream, as you would say, is, would probably not have been a great thing, and it would add to the market volatility. So it's, we have enough volatility as it is in the markets today. So to change somebody that uh, they're not accustomed to, uh, no matter what their affiliate is, whether they're hawkish or dovish, uh, in this particular environment would have been very, very, very risky move. And I think this was a safe move. And uh, that's what the president went for. And I commend him actually for that. I think this is great that he did stay with Powell for, for now. And and, and uh, hopefully it would have given the markets a little bit more stability <laughs> than we saw today. Yeah, but uh, there was other extraneous uh, factors that uh, um, and uncertainties and that's the big thing that makes these markets uh, extremely volatile. How much of this is the COVID fears renewed? Because we just don't know. I mean, it's a concern of variant, they say, this new variant. And we're not supposed to, they, don't, they aren't seeing the severe cases at this point in time. And we're just in a wait and see mode. How much of a factor is that? Um, yeah, there's an old saying, buy the rumor, uh, sell, the, you know, sell the truth. And that's what this, I mean, a lot of it is, is definitely fear and uncertainty. And you see it in the type of uh, movement and the type of stocks. Uh, you're going uh, from growth to value and, and the tilt back when you see the fear. In, in terms of the growth stocks, you know, the airlines, the, the cruise stocks, the, all the stuff that is actually COVID-related, right, mm-hmm. uh, uh, for the COVID recovery get hit really, really hard. 
uh, on days uh, like today when there's another scared of a possible shutdown. You're not only seeing that, but you're seeing that in commodity prices like oil too, right? If, if there's a shutdown in certain economies in, around the world, there's less demand for oil and therefore the price go down. And we've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got those jobs report that it looked pretty good, that there was some positive news on that front. But a lot of those were hospitality related. And we thought, OK, here we go. Here we go. And I, you know, you hope that we do go. No, it, that's absolutely right. And that's the fine line that the Fed has to work uh, and, and walk. And because you got to walk between jobs and creating jobs and keeping inflation tamed. And, and that's not always easy. And, you know, uh, depending on what they do, whether they're hawks or dovish, either the stock market wins or the bond market wins. And there's always a loser on the other side of that. (laughs) Unfortunately, that's true. Okay, let me tell you what I heard from the Fed Reserve Chair, and then I want to hear what you, what you, what stood out for you, John Kadunas, as a Wall Street uh, expert and somebody who understands the financial expert, the financial markets far better than I do. But the one, you know, he did talk about inflation and how they, he seemed to signal that they would, this tapering measure of just giving the economy this fuel, that they were going to speed that up, that the, the tapering of of that money. Um, does that matter to you? How significant is that? Well, in the past, depending on how much they slow it down, it shouldn't affect the, the economy too much depending on how strong it is. But if they do it significantly and as quickly as they have highlighted or, or, or at least hinted that they might do, then, then, then that becomes uh, uh, pretty inflationary. So uh, that will... Uh, do well for bonds, uh, but it's going to spook the stock market, and you're going to see the you know the stock market uh, sell off uh, pretty significantly, depending on how they do that and as they raise rates. So wait and see how they do that. Do you think that he? Why, why would he say something like that? Is this are these immediate moves? Are these things we should be bracing for? How would you characterize it? So I think that the sense of the whole transitory. Um, feeling that and and uh, verbiage that was used by the Fed up until two days ago, um, it, it was he was kind of living on borrowed time, if you will, uh, because it was so it was so overdone and it was very apparent that it wasn't transitory. So I think the fact that he's a, a little bit more safe now in his job um, and that he's been uh, reappointed. Uh, he says, okay, I need to look at, you know, what the long-term thing is, and I can't be saying that things are actually a little bit better than they are because they're not in terms of inflation. So I think they, they, he's made a conscious effort to walk back mm-hmm. uh, the, the word transitory and uh, uh, by not only, uh, you know, saying we're not going to use the word transitory, but – uh, increasing uh, the pullback in terms of the, the buying that they've been doing. Anything else that stood out for you and when you listened to the testimony today that we should know about in terms of the economy? Any any sen- any feeling you no, got? Th- there's no surprises there other than the sentiment. Okay. But then we got to watch and see what they do as well. All right. Um, and uh, there's so many things that can change uh, with a headline uh, that uh, they'll walk back what they said today as, as well. So... Um, that's why active management is uh, is something that we feel is important because taking uh, advantage of these opportunities, the volatility, 
uh, adding to positions when the markets are down in, in names and that you feel that are going to do well going forward. And and as they bounce back, and we've seen up and downs here, uh, uh, you know, selling, and, you know, taking some profits off the table, uh, whereas um, being able, to, it's tough to navigate these, but it's also opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so active managers can take advantage of some of this. But, it, you know, people are getting whipsawed. It's it's difficult. And, and um, I think I've said this in some of the other programs. You, you have to be invested and not try to time it mm-hmm. and let the professionals add and subtract as needed. Uh, because if people just get spooked and pull their money back, then they won't participate in the upside that could happen mm-hmm. uh, within the same trading day, which yeah. is – uh, what we've seen, uh, both sides. More with John Kudunas in a moment here, CEO and president of Calamos Investments, a uh, man who made, made his name in on Wall Street, but he's a Chicago guy, and he's back here in Chicago sharing his perspective on the economy and the financial markets with us. You know, John, we got to get to this when we come back. We're going to check traffic, but did you know the Dollar Tree is now going to be a dollar twenty-five? Did you hear this? I mean, this <laughs> I is another reason. And you and I were both Christmas tree shopping uh, separately recently, but it was, uh, we've noticed the prices are they are a little bit uh, different than we than they were a year ago or in years past. More with John Kadunas in a moment. John Kadunas is here with us, CEO of Calamos Investments. Before we took a break, there, John, we mentioned that the Dollar Tree is now a dollar twenty-five. People are noticing these prices differences, and if you've been shopping for a Christmas tree, you notice that too. Um, how high does it go? A lot of concern. Well, um, it, and there's also scarcity, right? Uh, so. We've been very, very spoiled, and and we've been living uh, in, in a world of excess supply for so many years, and now we're we're living in a world of excess demand, and that there's there's result of that, right? And so, and and the results of that is there are going to be, despite what some people say, empty shelves. There's going to be scarcity. You know, the, you know, the commodities are not going to be here. The, whether they can get off the boats in time or, or whatnot. And people are willing to pay more because they have to pay more because they have to translate uh, even at the grocery store. Uh, if you talk to people that own grocery stores, well, they, you know, to keep their, their shelves stocked, how does all the food get to the grocery store? Through trucks, mm-hmm. all right? And so um, there's a scarcity of truckers. We're seeing that uh, even from the boats and the ships in uh, L.A., uh, coming in the barges, there's not enough trucks unloading them, so that's slowing the supply chain as well. But then, when you transport it and you have to pay a lot more for gas, it needs to get translated to the consumer, uh, or a lot of these businesses will go under. Mm-hmm. So they're translating it to consumers. So what does that mean? You're paying more, and it just it's just basic uh, uh, economics. And mm-hmm. so we're we're seeing that we're seeing that. So. Yeah, well, we uh, bought a, Christmas, a fresh Christmas tree this past uh, weekend, and it was significantly more money than uh, the year before. Like what, 20% more? What would you say? I'd say at least 20 to 25% more, mm-hmm. yeah. That's kind of what we saw, too. And I'm hearing that there's a lot of places that have shortages uh, and, and don't have them. We happen to be 
at a place I think they had their own farm and they grown their trees. Mm-hmm. So uh, there wasn't a sor- shortage, but th- there was definitely a price increase. <laughs> yeah, you notice that. You yes, hear when you're taking like, what? That. How much is that? That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So what, what, what should we sort of brace ourselves here around the corner? What are the smart uh, people like you at Calamos Investments? What are you, what are you telling clients? What do you think is, uh, is ahead here? Well, look, um, a lot of people are concerned about inflation. A lot of people are concerned about the markets. Uh, we feel that th- there's going to be continued volatility. Uh, we think there's, the economy is still pretty strong. We heard that in job job reports. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it has to do still with what's going to happen with COVID, number one. And, and number two, fiscally. Fiscal policy is, is going to drive what's going to happen next year. What can this administration pass? And what's that going to do to the economy? So depending on how much gets passed and how much spending is going to occur um, is going to also dictate what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to predict at this point. It is, yeah. I mean, and, and you're right about that. You have to be prepared, and that's why active management, as you point out, is ready to pounce when you need to, and things are changing. And I think that's the part about it is just there's there's some uncertainty in the markets, and I think people feel that, and they wonder, you know, where do you do, where do you go? And the other thing is the oil, which you mentioned earlier. Um, do you see it continuing to rise? Is it going to level off a little bit here, John? What do you what do you kind of see on that market as we look at our gas prices? Well, I think that um, that oil is so geopolitical, and uh, all right, so we released some of the reserves, uh, and I don't think that made much of a difference at all. Um, Fifty million barrels a day doesn't really put a dent in it. It's two and a half days of consumption for the United States, so it's not really something that's going to move the needle. Um, And you can see, in fact, when that was announced, the gas went up. Uh, Because if the Saudis decide that they're not going to reduce their their, uh, production or just increase it, that's going to determine what's going to happen with the price of oil Mm -hmm. more than anything else. That's what the Saudi Arabia is. The problem is we're a net importer now. Of oil, uh, when we were uh, uh, self-sufficient beforehand, and now we're not, and so the rest of the world is going to determine, you know, what the price is, and is is it's unfortunate, but until that gets fixed, we're at the mercy of the people that are producing all the oil. And there you go. There we are. Um, John, thank you for your insights. I, I, You know, it's it's good to have someone like you weigh in on these matters when we see all the headlines and try to digest them. And to hear from you is really great. And have fun decorating your Christmas tree, by the way. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Make sure your kids appreciate it, how much Daddy spent on that.